Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Austin Brewers Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day today and staying strong and healthy as always. And as you guys have seen now, it'll be updated here very shortly on the website. You voted. It won the product of the week, the Magnesium Brain Food Powder, one of our top products that we have, won by a landslide. Obviously, everybody likes it a lot. I think it got like 82 two votes in the last week and uh, that's a lot so purple sticks have been pretty popular we're working on a new batch of them right now we told you guys we have a brand new batch of those here in the near future and so magnesium brain food for the time being is definitely probably going to be the number one product that we have and so be sure to check it out on sale right now at healthmasters.com and be sure to check out the website for any other products that you might see we're going to be throwing sales and specials up on a regular basis also to in other news give you guys a heads up on this as well because this is interesting as you know we've seen now multiple rallies in albuquerque we've seen now the state prosecutor, the, the uh, county prosecutor, we've seen the sheriff, we've seen the mayor, we've seen the police chief all state that they're not going to go along with this drunken tyrant governor in New Mexico. And what's interesting now, she is this is clearly now this is now I'm fully convinced as I've told you guys before, that I thought this was a very, very aggressive psyop that they're doing. This is an experiment to see how far they could push the rule of law out and then violate the Constitution, and I was 100% right. The New Mexico governor got a full CNN news video uh, basically outlet last night uh, for, I mean, pretty long, I mean, multiple, multiple minutes long, and blatantly went on there and said that the sheriff's that the New Mexico gun violence orders unconstitutional is what the sheriffs are saying, and she said it is not for the police to tell me what's constitutional or not. I do not care what their opinion is. This is an emergency order that I enacted, and frankly, the evidence bears over and over again. Fewer guns on the street makes everyone safer. I'm focused on everyone's rights, not just those that the NRA says I should be focused on. This is swift and bold action, and it's not for the police to tell me what's constitutional or not. They have not supported one not one gun violence effort. This is a temporary pause to make our community safer. And um, wow, I, I, I watched I watched the thing that her interview she did on there, and I I just shook my head, and I said these are the words of a tyrant that's drunk with power. I, I looked at it, I said this is ridiculous. And so what's crazy about this is she's completely wrong. The sheriff is there to check her and balance her and say, listen, this is an unconstitutional order that violates the Second Amendment. My oath to the office of being the sheriff of this county was to protect all invaders, foreign and domestic, to protect the constitutional rights of my citizens. And I'm telling you right now, this is an illegal unconstitutional order. And she blatantly says, I do not care what your opinion is. It is not your place to tell me what is right or wrong, essentially. And so I have now fully determined, and I'm sure a lot of other people have figured this out now, this is a very big battlefront that they're using to try to justify emergency order in order to strip firearm rights away. As we saw during COVID, so many things were violated in people's lives over and over and over again from being able to travel freely unmolested on your way, from being able to go swimming, to go to the beach, to be able to 
keep your store open, to be able to buy and sell goods. So many things were violated, except there were very few, if any, rules that violated the Second Amendment. Just never touched it because it wasn't necessary due to COVID. Well, now this is the next stepping stone that I, I personally believe they're doing this to see how far they can get in court and to see what precedent they can set with this. But the fact that CNN now, the Communist News Network, is giving her a full front page primetime video interview and giving her the mic to basically say it's not the place for the sheriffs to agree with me and it's not them to tell me what's constitutional or not. This blatantly shows me that this is a big, bold move from the banker boys that are trying to do everything they can to disarm the population. What do you think, Dad, about this whole debacle we're starting to watch now unfold in New Mexico? Uh, well, the attorney general basically has told the governor she's on her own. He's, he's not messing with it. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, so I mean, so she has no teeth. If the attorney general, the sheriff refused to implement it, all she has done is taken herself out to the gallows and tripped the doggone floor and hung herself is all she's done. You know, the article goes on to say, in a very pleasantly surprising turn of events, New Mexico Attorney General Paul Torres has informed the drunken tyrant that he will not defend her or her administration against any of the several lawsuits brought forward against her regarding her illegal and unconstitutional order banning the permitted open and concealed carry firearms in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Torres said in a statement that what we all knew and continue to know from the very beginning is that he believes that it would not pass constitutional muster. Guys, that's huge. I mean, that's huge. The attorney general saying, have fun with it. You got a lawsuit coming your way. Uh, good luck with the cash flow. You're going to need to pay for this. You're going to need a bunch of attorneys. And uh, so she's an idiot. But again, it's exactly what you said, Austin. It's a beta test. They're trying to figure out what they want to do, how they want to do it, how they want to proceed with more unconstitutional orders. And again, you know, the states that have these orders that you can't carry guns, you can't have concealed guns, you can't have concealed weapons permits like New York City, they don't reciprocate with Florida. If you go in there and they catch something in your suitcase or with you personally having a weapon, you're put in prison or jail and you're going to do you know, a year in jail or whatever crazy stuff is going to be what they're going to decide. The crime is through the roof in those cities because nobody can defend themselves. You know, Every once in a while – I'll have the wrong pair of pants on or I forget my holster or whatever, and I don't bring my gun in where I go somewhere. And quite frankly, I feel very, how should I say, well, at least a better vernacular, naked without my weapon. And, and, I, and I think to myself, why do I feel like this? Well, because when you have a weapon on you and you're a law-abiding citizen, you at that point have the ability to defend yourself against any and all oncomers, and you have the ability to walk away and be freely and unmolested on the way and unharmed on the way. If you need to use deadly force. Now, again, if you have to use deadly force, I want to urge you to understand something. You need to think through this and prepare for that before that ever happens. Because if you have to do that, your life will change forever, period. You know, look at look at this mess that happened here a few years ago, you know, with you know, these, these this, this crazy must, you know, this crazy stuff, you know, up here in Orlando. With the guy was being beaten to death by an MMA, you know, martial arts guy, and basically has to pull a pistol and then going on jail, go, go getting on trial. You know, when Obama was president, all this stuff's going to happen if you do that, especially in an area where you're going to have, you know, you know, a state attorney or you're going to have somebody, you know, in the prosecutor's office who's going to come after you and it's going to cost you a bunch of money. So the best thing to do, to be honest with you. It's not to engage if you don't have to. The best thing to do is like our karate instructor always told us. His name is uh, Ray Northern, great guy, brilliant fighter. He always told us, he said, the best thing to do if you're faced with something is to try to just step back, walk away, and get away. So he said, 
And he said, if the person's got a gun, he says, you just make sure you stay away and get out of there as quick as you possibly can. Don't engage unless you absolutely have to because everything in your life will change and it will change immediately. So you got to be really, you got to be really, really, because remember that was with Zimmerman and all those guys up there, you know, in, in Orlando and all, all the crazy stuff. He got, got jumped on by that, that MMA guy who was 17 years old. He was like six foot one and everybody was showing pictures of him in his Ola Mills photographs when he was 10. And, oh, it was ridiculous. I mean, that whole thing with Obama with that was not giant psyop to do racial damage to the United States. And it did. Did a lot of damage. It was stupid. So all of this stuff is very important that we're aware of it. Now, I love the fact the attorney general has told her she's on her own, this drunken tyrant in Mexico. And I love the fact that they have the ability to have open or concealed carry firearms because that protects them against the drive-by shootings with the gangs. Well, maybe not, maybe not as much when they're running submachine guns. I didn't do a whole lot with submachine guns, but you, you still take cover and try to get out of the way of all that stuff and stay out of the areas that basically have those areas available to them as far as uh, that you can hide. By the way, Walmart is to reopen with a police substation to combat surging, surging, theft, surging theft. I mean, this, this is incredible that they have to do it. As, as the whole world adjusts to the post-pandemic world, retailers face difficulties among shrinking inventories due to the prevalence of crime and violence, including theft, shoplifting, and other fraudulent activities. In a recent retail workplace survey by Loss Prevention Magazine, found that 60% of retail workers saw some form of ruthlessness on the job over the past 12 months. That the said business challenges are more populous of urban areas, and also the reason why two Atlanta-based Walmart locations closed. However, recently Walmart announced plans to reopen one of the branches, but this time with major upgrades and distinctive features. While the Howell Mill Roll branches remain permanently closed, Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens said the former Vine City Supercenter will reopen with a pharmacy, a grocery store, and a police station. Death has gotten so bad in the area that the retail giant restored to the, is, is, has, is resorted to this measure. I mean, it, you know, it's sad when you have to have police officers sitting in your store to stop people from stealing stuff from you. I mean, it's sad. I mean, it's a sad indictment on Atlanta that that's where this is happening to and where it's going to. And, of course, a lot of the other major cities are the exact same way. And so the problem they're going to have is how many police are they going to have in this Walmart Supercenter? Are they going to have them on every aisle? Are they going to have them in every department? Are they going to have them just at the door where the substation is? And how many times are they going to have to call the police on people that are stealing stuff? Or will just the fact that there's police in the store be a big enough deterrent? I don't know. I know that, you know, when I go to church, you know, on Sundays at the Lutheran church, they have basically a police officer standing out front. And that police officer is always there just to make sure that I guess that people don't come into the church and do bad things. So they hire a security detail off police off, you know, off duty Winter Haven police officer. And, and I've talked to him many, many times and he's never had an issue. He's never had an issue at the Lutheran church. My gosh, the average demographics there's probably 90 years old. And you know, I asked him one time, one day I was joking with him. I said, are these old people giving you a hard time? And he goes, no, no, no. We just do in case we decide to come into the church and start something. I'm like, well, so, you know, so I'm glad you're here. I mean, I mean, what else am I going to say to him? I'm just glad you're here. So all of this stuff is be really careful and maintain protection for you and your family. Uh, the, uh, you know, it's, it's just, you know, and we, and we need to understand something here, too. You know, when you have all these things happening all over the place and, you know, have, with the guns and everything else, this is a full blown assault on our rights. By the way, HARP in Alaska has begun its largest set of experiments at its new observatory. Let's put more and more money into it. Now they're going to be bouncing a signal off the moon. I'm sure they've already done that long ago, learning more about a mysterious polar light and sending a beam to Jupiter. 
These are some of the 13 experiments for a packed 10 days of science beginning Wednesday at the high frequency active Laurel research program, which so many people say is a psyop and so many other people say that it's real. Some other people say it doesn't even exist. I, I know it's there. The University of Alaska Fairbanks operates the facility near Gatona. This is where they learn how to operate harp, how to bend the atmosphere up and force and change basically, you know, weather fronts and condition, you know, and, and storm fronts. It's, it's interesting how they do all that, but we don't have time to talk about it today. We've covered it in detail before. This is an interesting article from Daily Mail. It says alien bodies with three fingered hands, unknown DNA and eggs inside are presented by a UFO expert at the Mexican Congress with the non-humans found in Peru said to be a thousand years old. This is the moment a UFO investigator presented two allegedly non-human bodies to Congress. Jamie Malson, who has led investigation in alien phenomena for decades, stood with scientists to unveil two corpses in what he called a watershed event in front of the Mexican Congress on Thursday, Tuesday. The researchers made the extraordinary claim that the corpses presented in windowed boxes and supposedly recovered from Cusco in Peru, which I've been there, by the way, were not part of our terrestrial evolution with 30 percent of their genetic composition still unknown carbon dating by the way which is unreliable but the national autonomous university of mexico found the bodies pictured with the three-fingered hands with no teeth and stereoscopic vision were more than a thousand years old the bizarre presentation has triggered a frenzy of excitement among conspiracy theorists online but has also drawn skepticism usually for fossils that have been subjected to analysis the specimens were coated in what was appeared to be sand but Malson, who's been associated with debunked alien theories in the past, insisted under oath on Tuesdays that these specimens are not part of our terrestrial evolution. They aren't beings that were found here after a UFO records. They were found in a diatome algae mine and were later fossilized. Now, again, there's no guarantee how old these things are. The carbon dating is inefficient, ineffective in most cases. They kind of just speculate and have a bunch of constants they have to use and just kind of guess. But what I can say to you is this. If these things are real, they could be part of the pre-Adamic race. They could be part of an extraterrestrial alien civilization. Heck, they could be some type of fallen entity. They could be something else that God created that ended up being here. We don't know. But I'm telling you this, and I've told you this over and over again. Don't let this spook you. There's only one species in the universe, one, numero uno, in the universe that was created in God's image, and that's Adam and Eve, and the rest of us, period. Nobody else is in God's image, as you can see, with three fingers on these corpses. We have the ability to have the power that raised Jesus from the dead and dwell in us. We have a coiled helix for our DNA, which is an antenna uplink to God Almighty and to his dimension, because we are part of his kingdom, because we're created in his image. And if we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, we become a go into blood covenant with God Almighty. So always remember this. Always remember who we are in Christ, and don't let any of this stuff that you read spook you because it's very, very real. These entities are very, very real. There's no telling how many spirits and demons and other extraterrestrial and interdimensional entities are being let in through CERN right now. Just thought I'd mention that too while we're kind of talking about this weird stuff again this morning. But always remember that you have hope and you have power because of Christ and what he did. Because remember, Christ is the exact image of God Almighty. Period. That's who he is. And when you understand that, you understand that when God sent Christ himself to die for our sins, God proved his righteousness. And he didn't need to, but he did to the entire universe as what he was willing to do for his people. Always remember who you are and what you are as a Christian. What do you think, Austin? What's your next story? 
No, you're spot on. That's why I tell people all the time. You know, there's no reason to sit around and be fretful or worrying or be you know disturbed or you know understand what's happening. There's a lot of really weird stuff that happens, and plan accordingly to what a lot of the stuff you know may occur. You know, I've I've seen so many people before. They go, well, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to carry a firearm around. You shouldn't have to do that. So well, you can take that up with you know humanity for the last two or three thousand years. You know, if it wasn't firearms before, it was knives before that, and it was swords and axes before that. It's just the way it is. You know, why does the moon visible at night? Why do we have seasons? Have to talk to God about all that. That's above my pay grade. Just sitting around getting mad about things that woulda, shoulda, couldn't happen is pretty much irrelevant. And I've done that before. I've done that in the past. Oh, this shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't have happened this way. Okay, cool. But it did. What are you going to do about it now? Are you going to sit around now for years and years of your life and lament and fret and go, oh, it should never happen that way? No. Look at it. Address it. Put it on a shelf. Put it on the box. Put it on the shelf. Whatever you got to do. Say, okay, that's, we're just going to leave that up there, and we're going to move on. There's a lot of things that are continually happening right now and a lot of things that are going to continually happen that are very, very strange that we're going to see. And understand the best thing you can do is stay prepared, stay healthy, and stay mentally and physically strong for what may occur. That's why I continually tell people on a regular basis, one of the best things you can do is exercise on a regular basis, at least three to four times a week, making sure your cardiovascular system works good, making sure your body fat and your body composition are where it needs to be, taking the right supplements, whether it be vitamin C, D, and zinc, whether it be extra protein during the day to keep maintain muscle mass. All these things are extremely crucial because what happens is the more self-sufficient you are, the better you are mentally, the stronger you are physically, the better you are spiritually, the more sustained you are in being able to have situations and be able to handle them, the more confident you are. And when you're confident, things don't bother you nearly as much because you realize, well, if that situation occurs, I'll handle it. There's probably a 99% probability that speculation and that thing that I'm talking about right now is never really going to occur to me. It's never really going to happen to me, but that 1% chance I know I've got it handled, confident with it, and that's what it also gives you when you are saved through Christ, when you have the ability to say, okay, I know what's going on here. I know it's happening, some really weird stuff, but I'm going to do the best I can in any situation to take care of my friends and family and those loved ones around me. That's what I've told you before. Be so cautious with kids, with what they're exposed to, or when you're out in public. There's so many perverts out there, predators out there, pure living sociopathic predators that are demented. They're out there. They live out there amongst us. Now, you can sit around and say, That's, that shouldn't happen. It shouldn't be that way, Austin. Well, you know what? Cain shouldn't have killed Abel. You know, I mean, we could, we could just go back and forth on this all day long and say things shouldn't have happened. But <laughs> That's that, so true. It really is. But it, it did. It happened. It's happening every single day. There are pure predators out there that are looking for your children. And you can sit around and go, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm going to sit in the house and be terrified all day and never go anywhere. No, 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 and no. That's not an option for anything. That's not a way to live. You can sit there and say, okay, I'm going to talk to my children about being acute, about understanding about strangers. I myself can be actively engaged on a regular basis when I go out in public. I can have the force needed to handle a situation. I can have the physical ability to handle the situation. I can use situational awareness to handle the situation. And then when you go out, you go, there's nothing to fear. 
something to be fearful of. I've got Christ on my back, and I've got all the tools I need on my hip, and I've got all the physical ability in my head and my body to handle the situation. And you will be shocked in the confidence you have when you feel good, you know you feel good, and you're mentally acute to be able to handle things. But by all means, my friends, don't sit around every day and say, shoulda, woulda, coulda, it shouldn't have happened this way. It's just the way it happens. It's the way things happen, and you have to either adapt to them or you are overtaken by them. Just the way it is. And so that's when you're watching right now when you see these tyrants like this governor of New Mexico do what she did, even though she has no teeth backing her. Like Dad said, nobody's supporting her. She's her own island right now on this little tyrannical rule that she's on. She's the only one on this island. Nobody else is even taking her seriously. But yet this is way more than that. This is a beta test to see if, again, the general population is going to go along with submitting, with being good little peasants and say, oh, my gosh, oh, there's cartel members and gang members running around with machine guns. We should all be terrified. Put your guns in the safes, guys. Don't go anywhere armed. Be complete and total pansies. Don't stand up for anything at all. That's what they're wanting people to do. That's the mindset because, remember, strong-minded men are not overtaken easy. Strong-minded men and women cannot be taken over and controlled by any means necessary. This is very difficult. This is why they constantly have wars every couple decades. You know, I watched after 9-11 that insane scenario that occurred. I remember watching it like it was yesterday. And I remember I was the point is I was a teenager when it happened. And I remember I knew guys who were a couple years older than me. And everybody Everybody went enlisted. Everybody I knew that was age age worthy went enlisted in that. You know, and I had buddies as I got older, including myself, that went in the Marine Corps Officer Candidate Program. Primarily, a lot because of that reason, because all my friends went in there, and I knew everybody, and I wanted to be infantry, and I knew all my friends going in, and they were getting the you know going in as enlisted, getting the forty thousand dollar infantry bonus. It was all designed to do one thing. It was designed to take the extremely aggressive males, the best of a generation, what we had from the 80s and 90s, those males, those all of us that grew up fighting each other, that played backyard football, that didn't care about anybody's opinion or your stance. If it was a problem, we'd handle it, and then we'd end up shaking hands and going swimming in the lake afterwards. Nobody cared. Nobody was soft back then. They took our generation, and they butchered us in that war over there. I had so many friends that never came back. And the ones, the ones that did come back were never the same. My good buddy, Matt, he was like two years older than me. He got his enlistment bonus. He went under full infantry, came back, saw him three years later, got discharged, medical discharge, all crippled up, ended up having his knees all busted up, shoulder all busted up, psychologically just disturbed. You know, he very rarely talked about a lot of stuff over there, except when he was drinking, you know, when we'd be hanging out. Then I don't know what happened to him anymore. I know he was having a lot of problems, a lot of health problems, and uh, he just disappeared, went to California after a while. And they did that on purpose, guys. There was no reason for us to go into that war with a full-blown ground-scale invasion. It was useless. And everybody I know now that is deployed and has gone over there, and even spec ops, the guys that have come back and said the whole thing was a complete and total fodder. It was, it was useless. We'd, everything we did over there was a banker war. It was designed to put central banks into the Middle East and control the resources, control the gold, control the infrastructure. That's all it was. There was no useful purpose. That's why nobody cared in the government as far as the higher up when that whole debacle of Afghanistan pullout happened. They didn't care because they knew the whole thing was a sham. That's why they didn't care about leaving 65,000 machine guns 
for Al-Qaeda or whatever group they want to call them over there, leaving helicopters and surfaced air missiles and frag grenades and millions of rounds of ammunition and MRAPs and Humvees, armored Humvees. We left all that over there. But hey, remember, guys, it was to protect freedom. We spent trillions of dollars on that war and lost the best of a generation, the last of a generation, so we could control the Middle East. All wars are banker wars. There's no exception to it. So be very wary when you start hearing people talk about we've got to go get in this engagement because there's a high probability. I hope this doesn't happen. There's a high probability they're going to try to use an excuse. The U.S. government deep state is in the near future. They're going to try to use an excuse to put serious boots on the ground with an engagement with Russia and Ukraine, this entire theater we're seeing over there, just so they can again phase the next, the next role of a generation out. The problem with it was the best are gone. My generation was one of the last of the true gunfighters. And now the new ones that are coming in now, I mean, they got pride flags flying from their helicopters they're running around in, and the Air Force and in the Navy. It's, it's embarrassing. But this is what they're doing. And so be very cautious when you have a lot of friends that are basically talking about things and following the theater that they're told to follow and that the mainstream media continues to toe the line. Be very cautious when you have somebody tell you this is the only option you have. Like George W. Bush said, I remember it live. You're either with us or you're with the terrorists. And everybody went, well, we're not with the terrorists. We don't like terrorists. Terrorists are bad. Terrorists blow up 9-11. Terrorists, bad. Blow up terrorists. Oh, enlist. Terrorists. That's what it was. It was another psychop, and they did it to the general population. The general – the aspect of it now is we got a lot more knowledge, a lot more ability to research, and a lot more information at our fingertips than we did you know, 22 years ago. And so I encourage you to use it. Get the truth out there on a regular basis and constantly talk about what's happening and wake other people up. I saw an article earlier here now with Senator Johnson. And he is ranting. This is Senator Johnson, Republican out of Wisconsin, and he is a member of the permanent subcommittee on investigation with a lot of stuff that's going on with the FDA. He put out another letter last week. And he said since June 2022, the senator sought the COVID vaccine safety data described in the January 29, 2021 standard operating procedure document that the FDA possesses, which detailed the types of data analysis the CDC and FDA would compile on their own. This was information, if you guys recall this, this was when the COVID shot first rolled out at the beginning of 2021. The FDA and the CDC said, listen, guys, we want everybody to be healthy. We want everybody to be safe. This is a safe and effective shot. We're going to give you up-to-date, every-month data on what's going on. This isn't theirs. This was an entire compiled database of how the shot was working, the side effects from the shot, any adverse events, any deaths, everything. If you guys remember this, this is back in January 2021. They said, we want everybody to be transparent about this. We want everybody to be safe. By March 2023, the senator's office has requested the FDA provide certain vaccine safety data and is still been denied. Call it the empirical Bayesian data mining analysis after learning from the CDC that only the FDA could provide this information. However, in June 2023, the FDA finally responded to these requests and refused to provide any of the vaccine safety data that they said they had been compiling for the last two and a half years. Senator Johnson just wrote last week, the FDA's intentional withholding information related to the safety of the COVID-19 vaccine is outrageous and shows a complete disregard for the health and safety of the American people. The notion that the FDA is actively hiding information about vaccine safety signals from Congress and the American people is beyond despicable, particularly given the fact that the COVID-19 vaccine adverse events can and do occur. So I got to give Ron Johnson 
kudos on this and a standing ovation. He has been fighting this for the last two and a half years because even I was talking to Steve about it a couple months ago. And I said, where's the reports on this? Because he remembers the same thing. We all talked about it in detail. So where are the reports from the FDA and the CDC that said they were going to be transparent and give us monthly up-to-date updates every single month on what's going on. They gave us nothing. They continued to tell us it was safe and effective. Don't ask questions. Don't talk about it. Get the shot. Shut up and go on with your life. Anytime somebody in a position of authority tells you you can't ask questions about anything they're telling you to do, that is the exact time you need to understand you're now dealing with a tyrant. If you can't question their authority, if you can't question their motives, if you can't question their actions, that is not a person or a position that you are now required to respect. You look back at the Bible. Look back at Jesus' life on earth. Every time people asked him questions, did he ever rebuke them and say, you can't ask this question? You can't ask me that question. You can't respond to that. He always had a rebuttal. He always had a response. Now, a lot of people didn't like the response, but he always had a rebuttal. He always put a, a, a comment back. He never one time said, no, 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 you can't ask me that question. We're not going to talk about God the Father. We're not going to talk about any of this. No, 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 no. You can't ask me that question. That's off the table. He answered everything all the time in detail in most cases. That's what a leader does that has authority and has power that is actually looking for the people and looking to help people and looking to contribute to everyone. When you're dealing with somebody like this out of control nightmare governor of New Mexico where she is completely on her own now and says it's not the right of the sheriff to tell me what the constitution is or any constitutional law. That right there is a clear-cut example of somebody you need to question everything of and disregard almost everything they say. That's at least my opinion on that. But of course, there's a lot of people in Albuquerque that now have physically shown they're not going to comply with this either. And good riddance to that. Tyrants, beware. This is no longer the land of tyranny anymore. People are starting to wake up and we're not going to go along with it. What do you think, Deb? Uh, you, you know, I love the fact that the people in the United States are waking up, Austin. I really do. I mean, I, I, I do. I mean, I love the fact when the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence basically went into that baseball game that people stood out by the thousands to protest in California that they weren't going to allow that. And now one of those same members has been arrested in public for, uh, well, let's just say he did a Pee Wee Herman in public. And so uh, pretty perverted stuff. And when it happened, he got himself arrested over this now, showing who they really are, what they really are. But, of course, there wasn't really any kind of, how should I say, uh, surprised with any of that as far as who these guys are and what they believe in. By the way, the Breitbart Business Digest is now saying that we haven't had a year this bad as far as the economy since Obama was president. That's about right. The last time America saw a drop in household income as large as we did last year was Barack Obama was president. The Census Bureau on Tuesday releases calculations for the change in real median household income for last year. By calculations, the median income in the U.S. households fell by 2.3%, the worst decline since 2010. History may not be necessarily repeating or even ever rhyme, but it certainly rings a bell on occasion. The last time income, household income suffered has climbed this large as it did the second year of Biden's presidency was the second year of Biden's vice presidency. So no surprise here. When you start shutting down the industry and closing people and putting fees and fines on everybody – has a tendency to shut down the economy and close, has a, have people get laid off. I'll give you an update real quick. The coronavirus vaccine now has been released for all Americans over the age of six months. I don't even know what to say about this. I, I just I don't. I, to me, I know that none of you guys are going to allow your children to get injected with this. I got that. Or you will be listening to the show, and I know what's going to happen next. You're going to send me texts and emails and tell me that your kids or your grandkids are injecting their 
you know, newborn infant with these things and that you don't know what to do and that you want to know if I can send you resources about this. I'm posting this right now online so you can get pull this resource up yourself. And it says an updated selection of coronavirus vaccines have been approved by health officials and should be available from Wednesday for all Americans aged six months and upwards. Wow. I just, it's mind-boggling to me. President Joe Biden used a statement from the White House to give his enthusiastic endorsement to the new vaccines. Kind of sounds like Donald Trump with Operation Warp Speed. He described the announcement as marking another important milestone in the fight against the virus. Advisors to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention endorsed the new shots, and the center's director has signed off on the panel's recommendation. They announced that there's a new strain of COVID, and it's on the rise, and people are being hospitalized. It's time to go back into the lockdown and I'm like, you mean I'm just emerging and now I'm going to have to go back into the light lockdown again. So they're just going to basically lock us down, lock us down, lock us down again. You know, Howard Stern admits the coronavirus par- paranoia sparked a fight. A radio show host and shock jock Howard Stern admitted that the coronavirus paranoia recently sparked a fight with his wife. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know what to say about all this stuff. I mean, for, first of all, I don't know why they're quoting Howard Stern's in there. He's about as liberal as the weirdos you could possibly get. Oh, by the way, uh, they're saying now there's a 50-50 chance and odds that there's going to be the basically going to be a strike with the United Auto Workers. And he said the biggest issue is an EV pay difference. Some EV workers make less than people do at McDonald's. On Tuesday, the broadcast of CNN's early start, Representative Debbie Dingell, incredibly liberal Democrat out of Michigan, said she thinks there's a 50-50 chance of an auto worker strike and that while there isn't an either or between the environment and workers – Perhaps the biggest issue is the differentiation between the internal combustion engine and the battery and what they're going to get paid for it. And people who can't make $16.50 an hour in Ohio making a battery when they can work at McDonald's for $23 an hour, which is what is happening right now. And Austin and I talked about this yesterday, about how McDonald's now is having to pay so much more money for their workers and how the entire economy has been shifted because of what happened with all the trillions of dollars that were given away during covid Interesting turn of events, a JFK assassination witness has broken a 60-year silence and refutes the claim. This witness was basically one of the Secret Service guys in the detail who was with President Kennedy and said there was no such thing as a magic bullet, and there were multiple shooters that were involved. You can read the entire article. I only bring this up briefly because we already know all that, and we all know that it was a giant lie that there were multiple shooters in the Kennedy assassination. American Airlines is now cutting earnings forecasts as headwinds hit the airline industry. Yep, ain't seen nothing yet. Remember Representative Cortez? No one should be flying, whatever she said. Too many people on airplanes. The American Airlines Group slashed its third quarter earnings forecast just two months after raising it. The surge in air travel post-pandemic is waning as fall approaches, with travelers becoming more cautious and mounting economic headwinds. Spirit Airlines also warned Wednesday about an emergency slump in air traffic. Bloomberg data shows American Airlines cut and adjusted earnings per share in guidance with a third quarter misguidance average estimate for Wall Street analysis. I'm going to say something. Uh, a few months ago when I flew up to St. Louis, American Airlines, I went through Charlotte. I suggest that nobody ever try to fly through Charlotte on American. Any other place is better than Charlotte. The first time we got there, we had the layover for about an hour. It ended up being almost six hours because the equipment was faulty. Coming back the next day, we had another multiple three- or four-hour you know, delay because the equipment was faulty on the second we tied back. For some, for some reason, American Airlines can't keep their planes flying properly and have all kinds of problems associated with the aircraft now as far as regular maintenance. So American Airlines basically has gotten so big now and so top-heavy a bureaucracy 
that the people at the bottom end who actually do the work on the airplanes have got so many layers of management. That's called the Peter Principle. They become extremely inefficient as far as getting things done. And I saw this twice the last time I went in there. And I tell you what, it just never, ever, ever ends when you start dealing with these things. By the way, a Colombian uh, purse maker has now basically been in trouble. Miami says she was using skins of rare species. The reason I say this, because there are a lot of women out there. They really like purses, which I think is kind of a waste of money, to be honest with you, but they really do. And he goes, for years, a Colombian designer was shipping luxury handbags made from the skins of your exotic reptile species to New York and selling them for more than $2,000 each. A-list celebrities such as Britney Spears and you know Victoria Beckman, the Colombia's creative purses were sold at Bloomingdale's and Neiman Marcus and other high-end department stores. They were also clutched. Okay. Anyhow, so the, the whole thing about it is she's using reptiles that they're not supposed to use. Well, here's the thing. For me – Reptiles reproduce so quickly. I have no problem. If they're using rhinoceroses or rhinos or black rhinos or whatever, they're making purses. But they're using reptiles, snakes, and iguanas or whatever heck they're using. To me, gosh, I hate to say this, a lot of these species are just out of control anyhow, and they don't need to be running around like you know the Burmese python, etc. So if you want to use Burmese python to make as many handbags as you want, my response is well done. Keep at it. Keep killing as many snakes as you can find. I'm good. What do you think, Austin? Oh, we got we got giant python hunts down here in the Everglades every single year to see who can catch the most, and you get big old prizes. I mean, <laughs> I have no fanfare for those snakes. Those things are gigantic in the state of Florida. They're an invasive species. They never should have been here. It was, um, oh, what hurricane? It was one of the hurricanes in 2004. I can't keep up with all the hurricanes we've had here. But one of the massive, massive uh, reptile stores down in Miami that was based ironically right on the west side of Miami, right by the Everglades. That entire store was demolished in uh, one of the huge hurricanes we had back in the early 2000s. Uh, they never recovered any of the animals or reptiles. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Everything was flattened down there. And one thing you will find about snakes is they're extremely resilient. They're very difficult to kill unless you got a nice shovel or a pistol, especially when they get very, very big. And uh, they're aggressive animals, especially you start dealing with pythons that are you know, 15, 20 feet long. They will wrap you up, and there's not much of a predator they have out in the wild. So, yeah, some of that stuff as far as they want to make purses, they want to make boots, they want to make belts – Cool story, man. So there's a market for it. Make it all you want. So I could care less. Same thing with gators. I love gator boots. I love gator hide. I hunt them legally every single year that I get tags. And um, it's just something that they ask you to do in Florida to keep the population under control because the things are unbelievably aggressive and they get unbelievably big. Like the one we just had, one of the record ones we had in Orlando, right, by one of the lakes that I always hunt at every single year. It was 13 and a half feet, 1,000 pounds. I mean – Thousand pound gator, thirteen and a half feet long. Till you see stuff like that in person, you think it's a joke. These things are giant reptiles, and they're pretty much borderline close to dinosaurs. One of the largest reptiles, as far as in the entire world, when it comes to weight and size, other than crocodiles down in Australia. So, lest you believe they exist, they are exist, and they are amongst us. Handle them accordingly. <laughs> Also, too, in other news, this is something that's interesting now. A new whistleblower testimony that just came out from the Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic is testimony from a highly credible whistleblower. And this is on Twitter today. Interesting. I've been reading more on it because it's very strange. It, they, they, it got submitted to Congress, by the way. So this wasn't something that just got popped up on some random site. The whistleblower alleges that the CIA financially bribed six analysts to alter their findings that the COVID-19 escaped from a biolab 
and Wuhan, China. This is pretty strange when you start reading this stuff now. The Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic and House Permanent Select Committee of Intelligence together. And it goes on to down here. It says the CIA played a central role in its formation and conclusion that it was unable to determine the origins of the COVID-19. From a credible source, required the committees to conduct further oversight of how the CIA handled its internal investigation into the origins of COVID-19. To assist the committees with this investigation, we request you participate in a voluntary transcribed interview on September 26, 2023. They said that basically they're authorized to investigate the origins of the COVID pandemic, including but not limited to the federal federal government's funding of -of gain-of-function research, executive branch policies, decisions, activities, internal and external communications related to the coronavirus pandemic. And what's interesting about this is um, it's just this whole thing, as everybody already knows now, this is no new information pretty much to any of our listeners, this whole thing was a complete and total setup from the very beginning. I think everybody's understood that now. This thing is so steeped as far as in the deep state, if who was involved in this, what they planned on this. This thing was planned years in advance. You can't get this level of cohesion among an entire world government to do the exact same thing and follow the exact, exact same lockstep at the same time and push the exact same agenda without everybody knowing this is exactly what they're doing. And remember, the CIA, their main role is disinformation. Their main role is psyops. That's what they do. It's a giant spy agency that they're not supposed to operate on U.S. soil, but that doesn't make one bit of difference to them whatsoever. They're not supposed to do 90% of the stuff that they're involved in. And that's in that one movie, if you ever watch it, Sicario, when he's talking to his FBI agent that they've coerced to be in this op with them, and she keeps asking if he's CIA, and he won't respond to her, he won't respond to her. He constantly skates around and answers everything with the questions, how these guys are, they're spooks. And at the very end, she goes, well, I'm trying to figure out why I'm here. And she goes, the CIA is not allowed to operate on U.S. soil without a domestic agency attached to it. Now you know why you're here. And that movie is oddly enough, it never really got any traction because I think it put way too much light on the CIA and their operations and what they're involved in with heroin trafficking, with drug trafficking, and how they continually just do whatever they want. They really don't have any rules. They have no laws. You notice the government never audits the CIA. When's the last time I heard the Pentagon doing an audit on the CIA's behavior or their funds or any of their black op money? I'd love to hear it. Love to see it. Never have before. <laughs> it's kind of like the Federal Reserve. Isn't it funny the Federal Reserve never gets audited? Never gets audited by our federal government? I think they did it one time when Ron Paul was trying to do it. They found a massive discrepancy right out of the gate. Federal Reserve slaps their book shit, says, okay, nothing to see here. Don't worry about this. Time to go. Goodbye. Shut the door. Okay, bye. That was it. It's because when you start dealing with these rogue agencies and these rogue banks that have no oversight, they do whatever they want. It's out of control. And our founding fathers and Jefferson and all of them warned us about this. When you start having central banks, you blatantly warn us about this. What happens when you start having this level of control and monitoring over a population with groups that do not have their best interests at heart? So just something to look and read here. Also, too, as many of you know, this lab-grown meat has been approved by the Agriculture Department. As I've told you guys repeatedly now, I've been just keeping you updated on this as it's now hitting the market Two California companies, Upside Foods and Good Meat for Sale in the United States, the companies have received approval by federal inspectors to now start being required to sell meat and poultry in the United States. The action came months after the FDA deemed the products both companies safe to eat. Manufactured companies called Join Biologics, 
which joins with good meat, have now made the product clear to produce. Now, what's interesting about this now is we're starting to find they said cultivating the meat is grown in steel tanks using cells that come from a living animal, fertilized egg, or special bank of stored cells. It comes out in large sheets that is then formed into shapes like chicken cutlets and sausages, which they already sell cultivated meat in Singapore, the first country to allow it, turns masses of chicken cells into nuggets and shredded meat. And now essentially they're doing this here. Now where the fake meat industry is being touted is environmentally friendly and sustainable to feed the world, the true intent is to recreate the kind of global control that Monsanto and others have achieved through patented GMO seed development. This is where I called this out years ago. This is where the next phase is. Monsanto owns the seed market essentially now, and then their subsidiaries. It's very difficult to be a farmer now and not deal with big agra and be able to have to do things on your own. Do true organic farming is becoming an old way of life, as sad as it is. That's why local farmers, I tell you to support them all the time because I've gotten emails from customers and listeners that have told me in detail that essentially it's like farming plastic with what they do with this Monsanto stuff. And what they do is they sell you the seeds – and then those seeds come with all these rebates and subsidies for equipment and fertilizer and gear and everything else you need. If you don't have those seeds, you don't get any of those subsidies and discounts. So they continually force people into this market. And while, while these major warnings that these environmental downsides to lab-grown meat, according to their cradle-to-gate life cycle analysis, the lab-grown meat industry produces up to 25 times more CO2 than traditional animal husbandry, which nullifies the core ideological foundation upon which the industry is built. And that is why we talked about before, again, it's the same concept of electric vehicles. It's literally the exact same concept. You're taking meat putting producing massive amounts of pollution to produce this meat that's allegedly safe, which we already know it's not, and then turning around and telling everybody it's in order to be green. You need to do this to keep the green agenda going. The exact same concept with electric vehicles. We're going to move millions and millions of tons of earth. We're going to produce all of this toxic waste. We're going to have these lithium strip mines. We're going to use all these diesel pushers to roll all this stuff out, and of course – we're going to bring these electric cars to you, and you're going to be green because you're not going to have to do anything except for the fact that you're plugging into the electric grid that's using those compounds in order to produce electricity. And it's like I told one of my buddies yesterday that was here in the office. I said, when you start understanding the level of control and domination that occurs from having a fully electrically controlled world to where nothing you can do is okay except with electricity, you start realizing that that's a very, very dark place to be for a freedom standpoint because at any point in time – I talked, me and Steve talked about this yesterday, the letter that Tico sent out where they have this new, new program where you can basically let Tico put in a new smart meter in your house and you let them know all of your Wi-Fi generated products you have as far as your smart devices with your washing machine, your dishwasher, your refrigerator, your hot water heater, your pool pump, your AC, as far as your, uh, your thermostat, all of it. They want it all Wi-Fi. And what they'll do is they'll downregulate certain of those items and shut them off at certain times to help save you electricity at peak hours. They're bragging about this at Tico now, right down the road. Tico's in Tampa, 45 minutes from us. They're bragging about this now. If you don't think they're trying to roll the Internet of Things out to control everybody, right now they're trying to force everybody to do anything they can to save money with these insane electric bills. We're in the midst of it right now, my friends. So get vocal, get active, and keep getting the truth out there. What do you think, Dad?
I think Tigo's awful. That's what I think. I mean, they're, they're a horrible company. I mean, they're giant monopolies. All they are owned by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. They're interlocking directorships. I mean, that's that's who owns it all. And Tico basically is now the same thing. They put the bean counters in charge of it, and they and I've seen this in many corporations. They bring bean counters in, and there's nothing wrong with a bean counter. Okay, there's not. I mean, people got to people have to do the books and do the books right, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when they start allowing the bean counters to come in and start making decisions and start raising the rates on people because of hurricane damage over a year ago, and just absolutely just raping the residents of Polk County here on their utility bills, which have doubled in some cases. I mean, oh, mine did. It's mind-boggling that they actually have gotten away with that, and the utility regulation authorities of the state of Florida haven't jumped all over them, which they may be doing right now. Maybe that's why they're offering a 10% discount now or whatever. But the reality is, is that this group of people and these bean counters are the Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan weirdos that we talk about all the time, and they're lackeys who they hire. But I've seen organizations bring these people in now – and completely destroy the goodwill that these organizations have built for their consumers because of different regulations and prices and credit card fees. And it's, this goes on and on and on and on. And, it's just, and I understand that everybody's got to make a profit, but at the sake of what? At destroying your relationship with your customers? No. The problem with Tico, and Austin mentioned this the other day, they're a stinking monopoly. We can't hook up to a power grid from somebody else in this area. I remember years ago I was trying – I had solar panels on one of my buildings – and I was trying not to use a smart meter. They told me, well, you have a, you have to, it's, it's detached from the house. So it's not close to me. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But they said, you have to have a smart meter if you want to continue to pay you rebates on the electricity that you're producing and giving to us. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So if I don't put a smart meter on this particular site, on this particular building, you guys are going to stop paying me for the utilities that I'm generating, even though I'm going to continue to generate utilities to you, but you won't reimburse me for them anymore. That's right. That's just what we're going to do. And I'm like, whoa the heck man that's not cool but it doesn't matter when you're a monopoly and you can't go somewhere else that's what you get by the way the toxic additive found in skittles and pez could be banned in california this is actually a good thing you know uh, this, this is good this one of the i guess california every once in a while even a blind squirrel can find an acorn the state legislators voted in favor to ban four toxic chemicals including red dyes and um yeah, it's good. They need to get this stuff out of the food supply. In Europe, many of these things are not even allowed to be in the food supply. But for some reason, we think we can continue to keep these things you know, in our food supply and we're okay. By the way, a lot of people now are not buying second homes on the lake or on the ocean. They're now going to Mexico. The average of a 30-year fixed mortgage interest rate now over the 7%. is shockingly low inventory of homes because of all the immigration. The Mexicans are coming here. We're going there, apparently. Americans are looking for second vacation residents out of the country more than ever. According to a report from Coldwell Banker, 92% of high net worth Americans are actively looked at real estate overseas last year, which I find interesting because Mexico is not overseas. So I thought I'd mention that to you. And federal charges now for the five Memphis police officers over the beating death of Tyra, Ty, Tyra Nichols. This is a horrible thing that happened up in Atlanta. I mean, it was like a pack of wolves descended on this guy. Uh, five police officers already charged in the murder of Tyron Nichols, a young African-American who died after being beaten, now faced federal indictment. The Justice Department announced Tuesday. Videos show the officers, by the way, who were all black, repeatedly kicking and punching Nichols, who was also black, during a traffic stop close to his home in Memphis on January 6th, three days before he died. In a hospital, apparently because he was parked at a burger joint, I guess. I don't know. The whole thing's a nightmare. Now there's internal stuff that he was dating somebody else's ex-wife or something. What a mess. The country watching horror as Tyron Nichols was kicked and punched and tased and pepper sprayed. Attorney General Merrick Garland said in a brief video statement posted online, the department said the five officers have been fired. Well, good. 
willfully deprived Nichols of his constitutional rights, resulting in bodily injury and in his death. These guys, I'm not going to say anything. They, they should, if they found guilty for this, they beat this guy. That they should go to the, they should go to the, they should go to the gas chamber or whatever. That, that, that's 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 how strong I feel about that. that these guys you can't be doing stuff like this to people, beating people to death, especially when you're in a uniform and police officer. Because the problem is when you're in a uniform and you're a police officer, we all are conditioned not to fight back. We basically know that if we fight back, it's going to just be on equal force with batons and tasers and guns and kicks and boots in the face, and there's nothing to be done in most cases when they do this, but these guys are in charge with this now. So you basically learn to basically just submit to, you know, with police. That's why when you get, to, we get a traffic stop and all the rest of it, we have to show respect, and I do, 99% of the time I do, because I realize the authority they have as a duly elected officer of the law and what they can do if they decide to go berserk on you. So I don't know what happened with this whole thing, but it's a mess. By the way, a bombshell federal probe now showed that Joe Biden's DHS is losing track of almost 20 percent of all border crossers freed into the United States. Surprise, surprise. I'll tell you where they are. They're living across the street in a subdivision they just put up in case you guys want to know where they are. And, and we need to get these people, you know, at least vetted properly as far as letting them become American citizens if we're not going to get rid of them and have them become a useful part of our society rather than just sitting around all day long getting free subsidies from the federal government, which is absolutely mind-boggling to me that this continues. Guys, I love you. The magnesium brain food is basically the product of the week right now. I love that product. It's the only product I ever found when we came out with it years ago that gets rid of brain fog. It actually chelates heavy metals out of the brain. It actually goes through the blood-brain barrier and chelates aluminum back out of the brain. With all of the chemtrails and the geoengineering and all the stuff they're doing, all the exposure that we have to aluminum in the environment, I urge all of you guys to use this product every single day. I take a full tablespoon of it every day. I mix it with a total rest. It tastes like Kool-Aid punch, to be honest with you. And I put some ice with it, and I'll have it with one of my meals. It's a phenomenal product. It works absolutely amazing. And give it a try. You're going to love it. And it's going to help your mental acuity, I found, almost immediately when I started using it. Within a week, a little bit of brain fog that I had when I developed this product was gone. And now I don't have that anymore, which I absolutely love. That's why it's probably one of our best sellers. And I love you guys, too, for supporting us. And I had the opportunity to pray for you continually. And you guys are amazing to me. And I just thank you for your support. I've gotten caught up on my emails a couple of days ago. I'll check them again today, see if I got any more. I love you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, you're absolutely right. I remember we, we covered that story back beginning of the year with those five officers. And, you know, it's law enforcement has to be held to a higher level of accountability with their authority. And there's no question about it. That job is extremely rough on a regular basis. You see things, you do things, you got to deal with stuff that's absolutely horrific in some cases. However, you got to have some level of restraint, restraint when you're dealing with situations like this. Everybody saw those body cam footage and the surveillance footage from the street lights and everything. And you can't have five officers holding the guy down and holding his arms back where everybody takes turns kicking him in the ribs and punching him in the face and pepper spraying him while they're telling him not to resist. That was a horrific video. And so again, it has to be accountability with this because again, the same thing that happens with tyrannical rule of law, just like this governor. You start having people that are in a position of authority and power, and they start thinking that they're above the law and that they can do anything they want. Everybody has to listen to them no matter what. Just like she said yesterday, I told you guys, if I if I put down an executive emergency, if it's an emergency order, it supersedes other laws. No, it doesn't. 
doesn't at all. That's not the way that works, woman. For some odd reason, she's lost her marbles on that concept because she's either drunk with tyranny and control or somebody's telling her from the World Economic Forum or whatever group that that's what she needs to be doing. And this is the agenda that she's going to push, which that's personally what I think is happening right now. Because even though she's a nightmare, I don't think she's this stupid and ruining her entire political career on this one topic right now and basically making it her her hill to die on, so to speak. I don't believe that. I think somebody else is pulling the strings behind her. But again, that's just my opinion. And so one thing you can do is continue to stand up for what you believe, encourage others to do the same, and keep your body and mind and just soul clean and healthy the best possible with all this crazy stuff going on. Continue to stay resilient. If you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. The product of the week, it'll be changed up here shortly, as Dad said earlier, the magnesium brain food. And also vote for what you want to see win next week as well. And if you guys got any questions, you know where to email us at healthmasters.com or give us a call. We're here 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, you know, 1-800-726-1834, and we get walk-ins too. You know, I don't, we don't really promote it. Our house is not, you know, as far as the shop we have, we don't have a big storefront because we don't generally like to have a lot of people that just want to come in and browse and they don't know what they're doing. We used to have that before back in the day. It wasn't very productive. So now when people come in, they know us. They want to see us. We want to talk to them. We want to meet with them. We want to work with them and help them out the best we can. So I encourage you, if you're in town or you're running around or you're on traveling to the uh, interesting state of Florida, be sure to stop by and see us at Health Masters and uh, check some of the products out and the different stuff we're working on down here. So if you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. Keep the fight up, my friends. Keep getting the truth out there on a regular basis. Don't back off. We appreciate all your support. Thank you for your emails, and thank you for your order comments. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>